Political Beatdown live right now. Political Beatdown. The MAGA Republicans have the most pro-death or just What's wrong, baby? vegetables and like they go nuts there and they hate masks and they burn them when ha. it comes to the insurrection not only do they support the insurrectionists they're like you know what would be a good idea let's sing songs let's come up with a Now, compare that, I was watching 
both on uh, CNN and then there was another person on MSNBC. I think CNN was not Sanjay Gupta, I think it's his brother, who got up there and they put out an entire um, like a PowerPoint presentation of just how damaging that breathing in this toxic fumes actually is. And the number of people that have now been hospitalized or who have gone to the hospital for pain and discomfort in their chest, difficulty in breathing, um, what you know, this sort of toxic air. Because remember, the air is carrying uh, particles from the first wood and so on. Uh, this is Political pizza! Change. Right now, it's about putting out a fire and keeping people safe. And we're looking at. 
they go with the talking point. A AOC this, AOC that. Meanwhile, the uh, House Republicans. This might not sound to me like five miles. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The whole MAGA Republican. They're all they're all quagmires, and they're in a quagmire now as well as the American people see that they are so radical, so extreme, they do nothing. You know, the House of Representatives is essentially shut down in terms of any voting that's taking place because the Freedom Caucus wing of the MAGA Republicans, they are protesting the fact that Kevin McCarthy Everybody call DOJ 202-514-2000. Demand they charge Trump and GOP traitors with insurrection and remove them all from office now. Carthy voted for the historic debt ceiling bill. So they are now voting down every time Kevin McCarthy tries to introduce a rule vote, which would just allow for debate to take place. The last time a rule vote was ever struck down was over 20 years ago. And essentially time. what the Matt Gateses of the world and the Lauren Boberts have done is they've shut down business in the House of Representatives and the bill that Kevin McCarthy Say no to fascism. Expel them all now. He was introducing that the House Freedom Caucus members voted against. They put forward a bill about their gas stove conspiracy, and they were saying that Biden's trying to take away their gas stoves. That's just simply false. That was parroted by Fox and all the MAGA Republicans. So they did a rules vote on that. That's their main issue. Like They're not talking about jobs or education or health care or social security. They're talking about their gas stove conspiracy. But then they voted down the rules to people. gas wow. stoves. Or and now all effective business in terms of debate and voting, all of that is shut down right now. And, and, and they, control, they control that house. And, uh, you know, just so, so, so dangerous. It's just idiocracy meets fascism. I mean, it's plain stupidity. There's no other way to describe this, Ben. This is just plain. Toxins that are that are in the air DOJ. right now is a direct result of the burnt wood. It's just it's just factual. It's scientific. 
for what reason that these people would turn around and tell you, hey, yeah, why not? It's like, you know, stick your head into the gas stove, you know, while it's on. That's what these maggots are turning around and telling their own, their own supporters to do. Oh, don't worry about it. Go on out. How many Republicans, how many maggots ended up dying? You know, I saw, I think it was actually Don Lemon went back to his uh, old, you know, to his old town in Louisiana, where he met up with a woman who you know, he had known growing up, who was um, unfortunately dying of um, COVID, you know, because she developed, I guess, blood clots and other forms of respiratory uh, problems. And this was at the very inception when COVID first came out. And, you know, she was a total anti-vaxxer, anti-mask, Republican, you know, um, COVID-denying dope. And she turned around and she was literally on the oxygen in, you know, mm-hmm. on her deathbed saying to Don Lemon, boy, was I stupid to listen to these people. And look, this is the big problem when you're talking about this Republican field, when you're talking about these maggots. You know, just to sort of bring it into perspective here, you might recall, Ben, when I testified before the House Oversight Committee, before the Honorable Elijah Cummings, God rest For criminal and willful neglect during COVID. Death penalty. What a good man. And I said to Mark Meadows at that time, I know what you're doing. And I'm saying, look at what happened to me. Trust me, this will happen to you. Don't make the same mistake that I made. And I even put it into my into my speech in my opening speech when I said, I don't want anyone in this country to make the same mistake that I made. All right. Um, Well, look at what's happening right now. He made a mistake. He basically, uh, he made this Faustian mistake whereby he thought that he would be able to garner, I guess, power and um, uh, and wealth based upon his proximity to Trump. And look at what happened. He is going down in a ball of flame. There is a possibility. I know that they talk, uh, people have said that there is an immunity deal that was given uh, to Mark Meadows. Well, you know, maybe so, but there is a real chance that this guy is going to lose a whole lot more, you know, than just his credibility, his reputation. He may end up losing his freedom as well. You know, we'll see what happens Hopefully. with that. But this is the his problem life. when they talk bullshit. My fucking death absolutely skew nonsense. Yeah. They go against science. And what happens? People see get if he sick feels from a little, What about uh, those people who are highly sensitive, who have comorbidities Repentance. such as myself and but people who have much worse remorse you know, for I, anything he's done who was with me when i was at otisville who had less than for a million people dead right now Fuck really him. had a terrible 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 case 
of COPD, um, which is you know obstructive pulmonary disorder. And you know it's a it was a real it was a real problem. We thought we were going to lose him a few times. Um, you know weather like this with this sort of um, smoke inhalation, which is really what's going on here. This is something that could really affect him. So there are a lot of people who have comorbidities that are quite significant. They cannot outside. Uh, what about all these people that you see walking around with the oxygen tanks? You think that it's smart in order to be outside when you have the toxins in the air from the burnt wood? The answer, of course, is no. But the Republicans give a shit. And yet, and yet there's still so many that are following this party down this dumpster fire. Yeah. I understand. I can't understand what they're thinking. You mentioned Mark Meadows, Donald Trump's former chief of staff. Um, one of the things that we do know for a fact is that Mark Meadows has testified before, we believe, both grand juries, the one investigating the January 6th insurrection and Donald Trump's election interference, as well as the other grand jury involved in Donald Trump's theft of thousands of government records and obstruction of justice. So I think we can say with a degree of certainty that took place. Now, Mark Meadows could have invoked his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, the fact that we have not heard that he invoked his Fifth Amendment right and that he testified tells us that I think is a data point that he is cooperating. And a lot of the credible reporting out there is that Meadows is indeed cooperating with Special Counsel Jack Smith. And I've uh, spoken before the various grand juries to discuss uh, what happened. There was a report from the Independent that suggested that Mark Meadows agreed to plead guilty. Um, Mark Meadows' lawyers, to be very clear, after that story was published, denies that he accepted a guilty plea um, in order to cooperate, but did not deny the cooperation and did not deny that there may be what's called derivative use immunity which is a limited form of immunity where in connection with testimony that is given, a prosecutor could not use that testimony or what's derived from it to prosecute somebody like Mark Meadows, unless, of course, they commit perjury. And you could use other information that you get outside of the testimony from the person who's given the derivative use immunity. Um, but I think that one of the biggest data points suggesting that Meadows truly is cooperating is what we heard from Alina Haba, Donald Trump's other lawyer, who, who you know well, Cohen, uh, earlier in the day. And this is what Alina Haba said. Play this clip. Mark Meadows comes out, okay, and or comes out that Mark Meadows is actually working with the prosecution
anyone could possibly do in trying to rationalize the inappropriate, illegal, you know, um, actions of Donald J. Trump. What else could she possibly say? Oh, yeah, there's treason people. No, what happens is they have the goods. Did they have to squeeze Mark Meadows in order to, you know, use that reporting of Donald Trump bragging about having this top secret document? Oh, but don't worry. I can't show it to you, right, because, you know, uh, it's not declassified, and that would be a problem, which, again, for him now creates a very significant problem in the fact that he can no longer make the claim that he didn't know about the declassification process and how it worked. He knew that he could not show it. Now, chances are, he showed it anyway. Do you think Donald Trump gives a shit about classification procedures or declassification procedures? The answer is fuck no, he does not. He doesn't <laughs> care about anything. He was either showing off or they sold it for whatever the reason might be, whether it was for, I don't know, Jared's two plus billion dollars. Maybe they were doing it in order so that Live Golf would play at his various different clubs because he could get a PGA, you know, tour uh, at them. Who knows what the reason is? But I've been saying since literally the race that the question is not what did Donald Trump ask. The question the FBI now needs to focus on, and they still need to focus on, is what did he do with those documents? Who did he show those documents to? And I wanted to, as a goof, when I was on Nicole Wallace, I wanted to play a game almost like Where's Waldo? Where did Donald Trump go, all right, from the moment that he left the White House? Which of the different places that he spent any time at, whether it's his Fifth Avenue apartment, whether it's Trump National in Palos Verde, whether it's Trump National in Bedminster or Westchester or Eric's home or Don's home, Ivanka's home, uh, you know, obviously any of the properties across the street from Mar-a-Lago. Wherever this guy's ass was, that's where you need to go and you need to figure out who he saw there and whether or not there's a possibility that he gave them or showed them things. Because there are documents that are missing. You have file folders that are marked top secret, and those file folders are empty. Then there's rumors now, and I don't know, look, I don't want to make the allegation that this is this is 100% verified, because it is not, but there are reports that some of the documents that were in those file folders are actually not the original documents, but rather they are photocopies. So my question, then I would want answered, and again, it needs to be answered because this is all about national security. National security, not just for our country and for methods and process, but also for the protection of our allies. We need to know who he showed them to. You know, why are there photocopies? Where are the originals? Did he give the originals away? When I say give them away, he didn't give shit away for nothing. Did he sell them to somebody? These are questions we need answers, which is why that Donald is there looking to basically charge him pursuant to the Espionage Act, which, you know, requires that if you are in possession of these documents and you know that you are, that you cannot show them to people who do not have the authorization by the U.S. government to see them. You cannot maintain them and, and use them and 
hold them and you know show them to people uh, and even to discuss it with people who don't have the proper uh, you know classification you know to know about those documents that's what the that's what this is all about and it's an obstruction of justice case as well because things that we do know emphatically is that he had these documents he was asked to return them not once not twice but multiple multiple times and he elected not to do so i don't want to go on a detail from this very important conversation that we're having about the updates in special counsel Jackson's criminal investigation but you mentioned the live golf tournament we know that some of the subpoenas special counsel jack smith sent out is about the trump organization's relationship with the live golf tournament uh, the saudi sovereign wealth fund backed uh, organization that just merged this week shockingly and surprisingly nauseatingly with, with the pga and relationships between the trump organization and the saudi sovereign wealth fund uh, and live um, I want to talk to you, though, briefly about this Live PGA merger, though. I, I want to get your take on it, and obviously it's completely nauseating, but as we talked about earlier in the show, it's like Republicans take the worst position on every issue, the most harmful to the American interest, right? When it comes to Ukraine, where are they going to side with literally our enemy, Vladimir Putin, right? When it comes to COVID, where are they going to side with disinformation? They're going to side with the pandemic. When it, when it comes to the insurrectionists, what are they going to do? They're going to literally sing songs with the insurrectionists and support the insurrectionists. And so here, all those people who were like, America first, America first, to see them all with the number one cheerleader being Donald Trump, like celebrating the fact that the PGA is being taken over by the Saudi sovereign welfare fund. And for them to go, that's America first, it's like, what in the world are everybody, what's gone, what's going on with your mind? And, you, you know, when you see Donald Trump at these live golf tournaments, he's asked questions about 9-11. He spreads 9-11 conspiracy theories, and he says, we don't really know what happened on that day. Like, it, it is beyond disqualifying conduct. It is as despicable as you get. And to see this merger announced the way it was, and to see Republicans universally cheering this on and all the magas cheering it on sickening listen at the end of the day ben this is only about money this isn't about human rights it isn't about what's right and what's wrong it ignores the families of the four thousand americans that died right at the world trade center which you know the airplanes were flown by saudis um you know jamal khashoggi being dismembered uh, while in Turkey, you know, who was the first phone call? This is not necessarily only about Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, and the relationship, this cozy relationship with the Saudis, uh, specifically Mohammed bin Salman. This is also about Jared Kushner's unholy relationship with Mohammed bin Salman. All right, this is this is a money grab galore. All right. The Republicans don't care. So when they want to wave around the American flag and sit there and talk about, you know, how at this point in time it's America, make America great again, and so when you have people who kill 4,000 Americans and 
sadly, I knew um, more more than um, I would, you know, more than my share of people who unfortunately died on 9/11. Um, I don't I don't even know how when I see them that I could ask them how they're feeling about this traitorous act by the PGA, by the United States, allowing this merger to go to go forward. I think it's an unholy alliance. Now, you know, what they've done is they managed to figure out how to take advantage of the PGA's, we'll call it money grab themselves. You know, I understand what Liv did here. And it actually makes sense if you are a player. I mean, now all of a sudden they have their money, uh, the Saudis have their money in the hands of this guy Messi, right, the soccer player, 400 million for a year. They have so much money to throw around. Next thing you know, they're going to buy the Yankees, or they'll buy the, the Red Sox, or they'll buy, you know, the Philadelphia Flyers. Why, why shouldn't they? How about the 76ers change the flag, right, the red, white, and blue uniforms that they have to the colors of the Saudi flag? I mean, they have so much money within which to throw around. Take the PGA as an example. Really, the only guys that were making money, you know, the players, were like the top ten guys. Everybody else, you know, basically, you know, struggled. Struggled. Well, Liv came up with the concept. Everybody, the top hundred players, should all be able to make money during this. And they, again, they have so much money that they don't care. The fact that they're going to lose this enormous amount of money, they're trying to buy respectability. The way to do that is not the way that they're doing through the PGA or merging with the PGA. There are other ways that the Saudis could have used their money within which to, you know, um, build a better world reputation, but that's not what they chose to do. And this is a real problem. And personally, I'd like to see the Department of Justice step yep. in and not allow this to happen. Now, again, is it an overreach on, you know, private investment? I think the answer is probably yes. But I think the fact that there's this merger that's going on, this unholy alliance between the two, now, nah, no good. And I will never watch golf ever again. I will never watch golf on television ever again. You know, if I can say one more thing, something I've talked about here on Political Beatdown, something I talk about on my Mayor Culpa podcast, my TV, and so on. This country, the United States of America, is sitting with the largest oil reserve, untapped oil reserve in the world. It's like 600 billion barrels of oil. It's some wackadoodle number that it's hard to even conceptualize. What are we doing? Now, this is where, you know, and I've said this so many times, I don't fault Joe Biden for having his opinion on whether it's fracking or oil exploration or whatnot. I don't have a problem with that. I think it's foolish. Me personally, I would do oil exploration. I would go ahead and I would get all of this oil out there. We have more than Saudi Arabia. We have more than Russia. We have more than Iran. All of them combined. We have enough to flood the market. Flood the market with cheap gas. We'll be paying a dollar a gallon or a dollar fifty a gallon like we used to. It would be whatever it costs in order to, uh, you know, to store it and as well as to 
you know, converting um, from, uh, you know, it's original, say, sweet oil to, you know, you know, um, you know, to gas that could be used for your cars. My, my problem, right, and I understand that it's not good for the environment, but I'll tell you what else isn't good for the environment. Saudi Arabia, right? It's certainly not good for the environment either. And what I would do is I would do all of this explanation. I would make the value so low that the Saudis would have no place within which to offset, you know, and to, you know, to offtake their uh, oil production. Nobody would need it because we could provide more than enough oil to the world for the next 50 years, all right? And by 50 years, we all know that what will be, there won't even be the use of combustible fuels, uh, fossil fuels anymore. Everything will be electric. I mean, there'll be a very small need for fossil fuels, and we'll have more than enough for that too. But we are allowing them to take their, you know, their export product and to make so much money, so much fuck you money, that they can go ahead and they can give a guy $400 million just to have him, you know, say that he's playing to live, you know, in this one in soccer. They have enough to basically go in there and knock out the PGA, a hundred plus year old, you know, golf institution, simply with their disposable money. And we need to figure out how to put a stop to that. Because if that's the case, there's nothing that they can't buy. Well, number one, I do think that this PGA deal is horrific. I think on the Messi front, he is he has announced that he's going to be playing actually in Miami, and not condoning all the messy acts. I'm not sure. He, I'm not sure the amount of money regarding Saudi, but I think he may have turned some of that money down. Although the PGA certainly, um, although the, the PGA certainly didn't. Um, one of the things I want to mention also, though, because you mentioned about drilling, um, you know. One thing that President Biden has complained about is that while he has allowed drilling projects to take place, and Biden's been criticized for allowing some controversial drilling projects to take place, one of the things that Biden basically says is what the oil companies are doing, though, is even with the availability of drilling projects, they are still screwing over the American people by jacking up their prices, having record profits, and not wanting to invest any of their money because that can mean less profits in some of these um, projects. For example, back in March, I think uh, a, a few weeks after this Willow oil drilling project took place in Alaska, which environmentalists absolutely hated Biden doing that. But I hate it um, also. I hate well, well, yeah, it also. But the only point I'm trying to make, and, just a, and then I'm leaving you alone to finish the thought, but the only point that I'm trying to make here is that which is the the less of the two evils? That's the point I'm trying to make, and I'm not a fan of fracking. I want people to say drilling, oil exploration, no problem. Fracking, I do have a problem with. But at the same point in time, we are allowing we are allowing our country to be bought out from underneath us, right? Thanks to a former corrupt, well, I should say, a corrupt former president and his. You know, sidekicks, meaning Jared, Ivanka, and so on. They sold our country down the line. And I do believe, I really do believe this. I think that Jared could be looking at some sort of a, um, you know, a federal charge as well here for, um, you know, for espionage. I really do. I want to talk about Kushner. I want to talk about Ivanka. Just finishing the thought on the drilling projects. 
about 73 million acres of waters in the Gulf of Mexico um, was auctioned off to, to offshore uh, oil and gas drilling uh, by President Biden. Again, very controversial, but he has that was part of the Inflation uh, Reduction Act. Going back to Ivanka and Jared Kushner, I want to show you this. This is from uh, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie's announcement that he would be seeking the Republican uh, presidential nomination. He went after Trump in that announcement. And look, I think that there are a lot of issues with uh, Chris Christie, to say the least. But I'll play you this clip of Chris Christie. This is what he had to say about uh, Ivanka and Jared. Play this clip. Let me tell you something, everybody. The drift from this family is breathtaking. It's breathtaking. Jared Kushner and Ivanka Kushner walk out of the White House and months later get $2 billion from the Saudis? $2 billion from the Saudis. You think it's because he's some kind of investing genius? Or do you think it's because he was sitting next to the President of the United States for four years doing favors for the Saudis? That's your money. That's your money he stole. He gave it to his family. You know what that makes us? A banana republic. That's what makes us. So, he may get 30% again. I'm not sure. Maybe he'll get more. Maybe he'll get less. But let me tell you what he'll know in 2024 that he had no idea of in 2016. He's in for a fight to get this. Cohen, I want to get your response to that, and I want to talk about more updates regarding special counsel Jack Smith. Also, what's gone on in the House of Representatives today where MAGA Republicans are now saying that the proof that they thought existed regarding this made-up document that they claim exists, is, that, that is missing now, the proof is missing, just kind of a clown show there. We'll talk about all of that when we come back from this quick break. Ben Mycel is here. Breathe some life into your own backyard with FastGrowingTrees.com this spring. From shade to fresh fruit to privacy and natural beauty, let FastGrowingTrees.com help you plant your dream garden with their expert advice and fast, reliable shipping. FastGrowingTrees.com's plant experts curate thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties for your unique climate. Meyer lemons to evergreens and everything in between. Happy plants, happy home, right? But sometimes it's hard to know which plants will do best. No problem, because with FastGrowingTrees.com, you get customized recommendations based on your specific needs. Plus, their plant experts are always available to help keep your plants growing healthy through the season and beyond. No more waiting in long lines and hauling heavy plants around. With FastGrowingTrees.com, you order online and your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. I love fast growing trees because I found the Alberta peach tree I was looking for at a great price, and you will too. And with fast growing trees, 30 day terms that Jared was not competent to manage their money. All right, he does President Donald J. Trump. They pulled down 600 plus million with fastgrowingtrees.com. You order online and your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. I love fast growing trees because I found the Alberta peach tree I was looking for at growingtrees.com slash political. And now back to the show. Political. Now back to the show. 
Good and read, Ben. <laughs> I'm Ben Marcellus, joined by the one and only Michael Cohen. When we uh, took the break, I showed you that video of Chris Christie's announcement that he would be seeking the Republican nomination for the presidency and his... Approaches. Too little, too late, but he's going to go after Donald Trump and call Trump a grifter. But, you know, he's, he's everything he said in that clip was was the truth and the whole truth there. What do you think? Well, is there anything that he said that I haven't been saying, whether it's, you know, to our brigaders or on the other podcast or on television? You know, it's the same thing that I've been telling you, that Jared and Ivanka, and I want to remind others, pulled down $600-plus million during the four years that they were senior advisors to President Donald J. Trump. They pulled out $600 plus million. It's an obscene amount of money. And Chris Christie, right as we like to say in Yiddish, he's no genius amongst geniuses. In fact, I've said this a thousand times, Jared almost bankrupted Kushner Company if it wasn't for the um, Gulf Coast um, countries who came in and bailed out 666 Fifth Avenue, the single worst real estate deal in the history of New York. I also want to remind the brigaders that when he was to receive the $2 billion from the Saudis, that the finance committee of the Saudi Investment Authority stated with no uncertain terms that Jared was not competent to manage their money. Political right? beatdown right now. know what he's doing. And his track record is abysmal. Nevertheless, Mohammed bin Salman told them, I don't care, send him the money. All right? That's got to automatically set off warning bells as to why. What is it that Mohammed bin Salman owed Jared in order, right, to put $2 billion into a fund that Jared makes money on at the the way that it works is a two in twenty. It's two percent management fee, twenty percent of the profit. This is a fantastic deal if you are one of the main, you know, hedge funds in the country who has a track record to demonstrate. Well, Jared certainly does not. So look, we need to understand what what's caused this relationship and why did they do what they would not do for anyone else in the whole world other than Jared Kushner. And again, I think that it's going to create for Kushner a very serious problem. And I believe down the road that you're going to see violations um, you know, against uh, Kushner uh, under the Espionage Act. Yeah, look, MBS, that'd be great. Like he has an interest. I have Jared Kushner in relationship and why did they do
they would not do for anyone else in the whole world other than Jared Kushner. And again, I think that it's going to create for Kushner. Jared Kushner in, in my, my pocket. pocket. He, he said, I have Kushner in my pocket during the time that Jared Kushner was serving as essentially our ambassador to Elect him in that position. Trump gave him a portfolio to basically make life or death decisions over our lives. And when MBS came to town in the United States, he said, I have him in my pocket. So when you want to talk about, you know, all the stuff they they Hunter Biden. Hunter by that who had nothing to do with our government. Just look at Jared Kushner. I want to give you this impression, Cohen. I want you to tell me who you think uh, I am. You ready for this? Michael Cohen, first and foremost. Wow, it's going so fast. I am a Christian. I am a <laughs> conservative. And I am a Republican in that order. And I just want to. <laughs> you know that as long as you are one of those three things, you, you, you can try to kill me. <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could try to kill me, Michael Cohen. What am I? <laughs> ben Briggs Ellis, that could be the absolute worst impression of Michael Pence that I have ever heard. And as far as I'm concerned, it's not, it's not good. It's factually accurate, but it's not good. <laughs> Play the clip. I think now more than ever, we ought to be finding ways we could actually come together. <laughs> We're gonna get and this kind, of, this kind of action by the Department of Justice, I think... Where's the fly on his head? Ha ha. Uh, further division in the country. Let me also say... I think it would also send a terrible message to the wider world. That's awesome. I mean, terrible the, message to the wider world. We're the emblem of democracy. We're the symbol of justice. We're the, the symbol world. of justice in the world. The, the serious matter. And a serious matter. Indicting a former president of the United States is a terrible thing to the rest of the world. I hope that the DOJ resolve this issue with these issues without an indictment. I hope. Go forward with an indictment. Do you just talked before about no, look, committing to the rule of law? Let me be clear that no one's above the law. Let me be clear, no one's above the law. But with regard to the but unique circumstances here. With regard to legal circumstances it, it, look, here. Uh, look, I uh, classified. Uh, I had no business having classified. I have no business of classified at my residence. Re uh, they were fucking. President Biden had no business having. You were doing a favor, bitch. Vice president as well. And the same with former President Trump. But I, I would just hope that uh, there would be a way for them pressured to into it without the dramatic and drastic and divisive <laughs> step of indicting a former Charge. president of the United States. We've got to find a way to move our country.
and obstruction. Come clean. And I call for Mike Pence to be charged with co-conspiracy, uh, seditious conspiracy, uh, with fucking covering it up and obstruction and disqualified restore, now and, and restore confidence in equal treatment under the law. Well, restore confidence. Restore your confidence. Sir, Where's the fucking fly in your head? I should make like a fly. Was your impersonation <laughs> of Dana Bish? And it was Mike Pence. Impersonate him. I mean, he is me, such a faced asshole. It's, it's amazing. You know what? Like I do on every political beatdown. Somebody's got to get the big fuck you. Hey, Mike Pence, fuck you. Fuck you, you fucking weirdo. All right? <laughs> you absolutely sick. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. Pathetic piece of shit. Honestly, that's really what he is. What he's doing is he's sucking up to every single person that he can while trying to show that he's somebody who believes in the rule of law and the Constitution. Unfortunately, you cannot show that. You cannot show that if, in fact, you are going to back Donald J. Trump, a man who doesn't believe in the Constitution, doesn't believe in the rule of law, and most certainly doesn't <laughs> I believe should make a fly that the rule put it of law my head. applies to him. Look, um, I couldn't agree more with you. I want to show you <laughs> an equal traitor in a little bit, and Marjorie Taylor what she just said before we went live. But I want to show you some of these posts that Donald Trump uh, is making. And, you know, one of the things people ask... What the hell, bitch?
great and respected institution. Because of this, there is now extreme turmoil inside the uh, DOJ. There, there's not extreme turmoil in that, but we just learned about what that story is while we've been uh, live on the air. Um, and uh, the issue is, is that this lawyer that I referred to represented that guy Walt Nelson the day before uh, the top counter intelligence official Jay Bratt arrived at Malaga on June 3rd. So Jay Bratt had a meeting with Walt Nauta's lawyer, and Walt Nauta's lawyer is accusing Jay Bratt of making comments about uh, the lawyer's uh, desire to become a judge in the future, and claiming that Jay Bratt threatened that you won't become a judge if you don't play ball, and now there's briefing and motions that are based on this contrived controversy. And this is why, though, Donald Trump's Save America bullshit organization, <laughs> MAGA Inc. organization, all of those political action organizations are paying for all of the workers at Mar-a-Lago, and a lot of it is to put these lawyers there who also try to set up Jack Smith and Jack Smith's team and to do exactly what happened there. I ultimately think that nothing significant is going to come of it, but this is why you have to dot every I and cross every T, and you have to be as dil diligent and vigilant as possible, because everything is a fact, everything is a bad factor, and he's a bad over $200, $300, $300, drifting off of his base. You have this army of lawyers represent everybody and try to set up the DOJ.
we are going to see that chances are you know, the attorney there Greenberg is going to bring some sort of a, a motion for protective order to ensure that none of this information gets out. And that would be a shame because, again, I am 100% of the mindset that all of this information belongs to the public. Right? It really does. It belongs to the public and transparency, something we don't see a lot of, you know, especially not out of the Republican Party. It's the transparency that the American people so desperately need. And so for all the brigaders uh, who didn't hear uh, the earlier episode, what are you doing? You'd be watching every episode of Political Detail. But Michael Cohen, of course, asking for Donald Trump's deposition. Donald Trump sued Michael Cohen in federal court in the Miami Division of the Southern District of Florida. And then when Cohen sought the deposition, Donald Trump said, I can't do it now. The case that Donald Trump brought until after the election, and that Donald Trump is now saying that there needs to be a protective order, it all needs to be kept secret. After filing this ridiculous $500,000 lawsuit, Cohen just wants discovery that he's entitled to in one of those things in the deposition. And if you don't want to participate in the deposition, Donald Trump, do not bring the federal lawsuit to Michael Cohen for $500 million uh, in the first place in federal court. Finally, I want to show you this, but this is from Marjorie Calhoun. The Marjorie Republicans are like high-fiving each other because they got to view a document, which is the hearsay allegation that was made by a foreign asset that was put up through Rudy Giuliani uh, to Bill Barr in 2020 that Bill Barr said is just complete and utter uh, BS. And by the way, the FBI director, Christopher Wright, who's a Republican, had always said, look, it's still a document that's protected as a confidential record. It comes from a source. I'm happy to show it. To show to you in a secure facility, and because the document doesn't have any credibility to begin with, it's one of foreign assets, it was made to a source within the FBI, but it is hearsay on top of hearsay, and so the Republicans viewed the document after trying to threaten Christopher Ray with contempt, and they were like high fiving each other, like the FBI caved. The FBI didn't change. They've always been telling you that they would already look at this document. They're just not going to make public and publish BS allegations that are made on a form that anybody can fill out and give to sources within the FBI where there's no proof, where there's no substantiation. The FBI is not in the United Republican business of defaming people with hearsay on top of hearsay. That comes from Russia and foreign assets. So finally they got to see it. This is what Marjorie Taylor Greene said uh, when she was at a uh, Like if, if there was evidence that bribed 
were truly made, we wouldn't just be like, oh, because we think Biden's doing a good job. Be like, ah, yeah, we support Biden now, the same way right. Maggie Republicans will justify anything. So what we absolutely don't stand for is baseless.